like your sweater. Or actually, it's not a sweater. It is a turtleneck, and it is um. This is great content for content for uh, audio only podcast, of course. But um, it's pretty old, actually. I got it from a thrift store. Um, it's pink, and I've had it for like five years now. It has some holes in the sleeves. It kind of reminds me of, and I mean this in like a very complimentary way. It reminds me of stuff I wore when I was in like first grade. Like I feel like and, yeah, I can this see is that. not. This is not like a, a an insult. This is just saying like I think maybe in the early two thousands, um, you know, what was what was fashion? It was like hot pink with stripes, that kind of thing. Yeah, this is more of a pale pink to be fair, but um, yeah, it's pale pink with light stripes. It's also I think LL Bean, which feels very like early two thousands. Like where did LL Bean go? I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm Elliot. <laughs> And I'm Claire. <laughs> and you are listening to With, With Jam, Jam and, and Brit. So today is funny. We had a misfire of a recording session, which we don't have to get yeah. into, but basically yeah. we tried to record, didn't work out. So we're kind of doing something different today. We're just, well, actually not that different, but we're, yeah, we're it, doing it might be a easy. little shorter, hopefully. You know, <laughs> something a that's shorter. a little more convenient, a little. You know, something that, or for some people, I mean, something that nags you daily mm. with a little, a little green, a little yes. green owl saying, like passive aggressively shaming you into practicing, <laughs> saying like, oh, like I'm so glad you didn't disappoint me. <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> yeah. What does mine say today? <laughs> oh, mine just um, says I should extend my five day streak. Oh, you only have a five day streak. No. Oh <laughs> yes, we'll get we'll get into my my history with this particular app, and I'm sure that people know by now, or most people do at least, that we're talking about Duolingo today, the uh, language learning app with the green owl mascot named Duo, apparently. Yes, and yep. Duo is like super passive aggressive. Duo is like like this owl says the most passive aggressive things. Like I was saying, like it's a lot of like, good job with your streak today. It's so nice when you don't disappoint me or like, mm-hmm. like, oh, don't you want to, don't you want to, like, if you don't do this, I'll cry. It's like, oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. Manipulative, manipulative. But, you know, it, it does work because yeah. I, I do want to please the owl. I, well, it works so. for, for some. I wouldn't say that so far it has worked for me because I tend to download it and then delete it and then download it and delete it um yeah so it was your idea to talk about this today so i'm curious um like yeah i'm just curious about that how did that come up i'll go through a little bit of my history with duolingo so i actually started duolingo in 2013 apparently i saw that on my account um so i was in the seventh grade and my friend told me about it and i was like oh that sounds cool I'll get it. And then I did like a couple lessons of German and then I just stopped doing it. Stopped studying German. Um, and then at some point in high school, I had redownloaded it to like practice my French because I was learning French at that point. Um, freshman year of college, redownloaded it again, practiced my Italian because I was in an Italian class. Um, 
And you're, went back- you now just know French. <laughs> yes. So there's... Between these little bursts of practicing on Duolingo, I was not not uh, keeping up anything. I yes, I don't know that Duolingo has really taught me language at any point because I could never keep up with it, and I would get bored with it because it goes slow and is a lot of repetition without any like. Or especially before, now they're a little bit better of like showing explanations if you look for it. Um, but it would be pretty much rote memorization. And also a lot of ads. Like, yeah, I feel like there's an ad between every repetition. It's there very, used to not be lot. as many ads, but now there's a lot of ads, and I've noticed that as well. And the, the Duolingo ads that are for Duolingo Plus or Super, whatever it's called their premium paid option are so long and so loud and you can't skip them yeah um i I did a while ago um duolingo i think i've i have like a bit i've been on duolingo again for over mm -hmm. a month like um i have an on and off history too i just looked apparently i've been on duolingo since 2016 um but it's you know on and off and then uh most recently i have my streak or whatever is a bit over a month long mm-hmm. so that's cool but um uh the during that most recent streak the one that i'm in in the moment there was they gave me like a three-day trial of this um premium duolingo and mm-hmm. and it was and it wasn't i didn't have a choice they were just like we're giving it to you right now <laughs> i was like oh okay and then i was like am i gonna be charged and the dueling was like you will not be charged we just want to give you a taste and then take it away so mm-hmm. it was actually Sneaky. it did actually i did actually enjoy it a lot more just because i if i say if i say i'm gonna go on duolingo for 15 minutes today if I go on fi- for 15 minutes, but, you know, seven of those minutes are ads for Duolingo or other mm-hmm. things, then I'm not actually doing very much. But if I'm on there for 15 minutes and I don't have to, I'm not stopped by the hearts running out or the ads or anything. And also this like premium Duolingo allows you to specifically go to a tab that's just lists all the times you've messed up and like practice mm-hmm. all the things you messed the up on. Tab. That is super helpful and i just think they should make it all free mm-hmm. i i just think they should make it free because if their mission is to help people you know it, yeah. make it free <laughs> or have like other ways of paying for it um like the, i feel like you can have like an ad sort of like banner at the bottom and so you're still getting your ad in but it's not you know taking up people's time so much but those are also equally annoying sometimes. So how did you get back onto it in the last week? Was that solely because of uh, the co- the podcast or did you just do that? No, not at all. Um, so one of our snafus was that I was uh, in the, our, our potting was that I was very tired. And part mm-hmm. of that very extra tiredness was that I've been trying to, like, well, there's some personal stuff going on, um, but I've been having to, like, 
do extra work outside of normal work hours because of um I'm behind in my yearly hours for an AmeriCorps program that I'm doing. Um okay. and so I was like, okay, what's what's an easy way that I can um get extra time for AmeriCorps so I can get back on track and uh will it has to be like somehow associated with the work I'm doing. And so I said, okay, well, I have to, I do stuff with Spanish speakers and Spanish class in my job. And what's an easy way to study Spanish? Duolingo, because I can just go onto the app and, you know, tap, tap, yeah. tap. And so I started doing Spanish on Duolingo and I have a five day streak. Um, yeah. Do you do the things that you're supposed to do? Like, do you read the sentences aloud and, like, he like s use your words? Or is it all the game of, like, matching the tiles and, you know, that kind of oh, thing? Oh, I mean, I do the lessons. Like, I wouldn't say that I read everyone aloud, but I do... That's pretty helpful, I will say. I do have the, like, speaking ones on so um apparently you, and this is a problem with the app um you have to go on to the website version of duolingo to turn the speaking practice ones on you can do um, it in the settings actually on the app mm, but the thing that's I annoying find is that, the settings was the thing the, the <laughs> thing that's annoying to me is that um it, it, is that the default is that they're off like mm -hmm. the default is that speaking and listening exercises are off, or oh, maybe my not listening, listening were already but, off, or, or but we're for on whatever reason I had to go in, and then I also like to customize some things. So like, okay, what what languages am I doing? <laughs> I should say, um, I started Duolingo again because I was like, wow, the pandemic wiped out any momentum I ever had learning Arabic. Like I was mm -hmm. learning Arabic, I was taking Arabic in college. I enjoy learning Arabic. Um, and then also a little thing about me is that I did go to a Chinese immersion elementary school. So I used to, sp I used to speak Mandarin fluently, but like at a fifth grader level when I was mm -hmm. a kid. And so I've always wanted to relearn that stuff where I it's the kind of thing where I understand more than I can speak because, yeah. you know, it was like part of my childhood, but I don't really, I'm not really that good at it. And then with Arabic, that was like the language I was super into and I still am. Um, but as a sort of motivating thing, I, about a month ago, right, when my streak started, I said to a friend, I was like, hey, um, I need to be motivated to do Duolingo or like something, any, literally anything to put an effort into any languages that I could be learning because I have all this time. Mm -hmm. And, and, and a good way to practice at least being committed is something simple like Duolingo to just get you back into the mindset of committing to it a daily activity um and so i got this friend and we decided we'll fight each other uh fight each other in like a playful way but basically like mm -hmm. i want to get more experience points than you and so we're kind of making it into a bit of a competition which does help me uh we started that by starting japanese which is something i'm sort of interested in but ultimately what happened was i started on arabic and then japanese with duolingo and then i was like you know what actually i just want to prioritize mandarin so i've basically only been doing mandarin for the last 30 days or something and um 
And it's going really fast, but that's probably because I know how to say hello my name is already. Yeah, like, did you not you know, take the, like, test <laughs> to rank you? Okay. I did, but here's the problem with the test, is that I took the test, like, a couple years ago during some other streak of uh -huh. Duolingo, and I got- I skipped so many levels- because when you do the little test, it's like because of context and knowing things from being a kid, I can piece together how to say, mm -hmm. oh, Mr. Police Officer, help me with my book. I don't know, like yeah. whatever they want you to say. Like I can figure it out. But when it comes mm -hmm. to actually knowing, especially reading and writing and like recalling that information from me and not yeah, that's, seeing it that's and more difficult it, in Chinese as well. It, it's way more difficult. So what I need, especially because, yeah, there's no um, like alphabet. So yeah. for me, I was placed way above like a level I could actually speak at. And I was like, well, mm -hmm. okay. So I deleted the language I started over from the very beginning because even though it was very simple and, you know, I, I was whipping through it with the slight delay of these ads popping up, I was at least being forced to read Chinese because really, again, I have like really bad elementary level grammar with Chinese and vocab, but I also understand a decent, like, simple amount. Like, more than mm -hmm. someone who knows nothing. I don't really know what to, um, put, where to put my experience. But one thing I do want to do, if I can, is my priority with Chinese or, like, my language goal is mostly just conversational Chinese and maybe also reading, but mm -hmm. I don't have a strong, strong, like I'm not strongly compelled to be able to write. And at the same time, I do have all of my textbooks from elementary school, which I kept, um, that I could go and self-instruct. Like I could go open my yeah. textbooks and go look at them. And I think I should. I should at least do those worksheets where you practice writing the character out over and over again, like that kind of thing. I mean, um, honestly, yeah. now, if you wanted to write in Chinese, it's helpful to know the pinyin and be able to type it, too, and just right, have character you took, recognition. For context, um, you took a class of Mandarin in college. Yes, I did one um, semester of Mandarin. We had to write it as practice, but we didn't have to, like, memorize how to write it. Well, the, the other thing for me um, with the pinion And then all of our is, tests were typing. Yeah, the other thing with the pinion, though, is that there's um, there's a whole section on Duolingo that's just dedicated to learning the characters and learning the pinion. Pinion, for people who don't know, is basically just a romanization, like English-ish, like Roman alphabet yeah, using spelling the Latin alphabet. that phonetically spells out what each character sounds like. And it also indicates things like tone, because Mandarin is a tonal language, um, that kind of thing. I, um, on Duolingo, there's a section to learn pinyin, mm -hmm. um, which I wish you could test out of, because I feel like it takes absolutely forever, and I feel pretty comfortable reading pinyin. Like, I don't have a- I, that's something I just- has stuck with me. You probably um, could test out of it. Like, you- No, I, I can't. Feel like I've tried. No? There's no, no way to like, there's unlock no it. option. Yeah, there's no option. And so instead I'm just I mean it's it's not a bad thing to do because it's something I can do very fast. Also mm -hmm. because I do it so much, I I know the pattern. Like I know that they're going to give me two like hear the sound and then say if they're the same or different. They're going to give me four of those and then they're going to give me four listening exercises where they speak uh you know something and you have to click which um like 
which pinyin matches the sound. And then, and it does that four times. And then there's a little ad break and then it does it another two times. And I know that now because I've done it so much. So I whip through those, like mm-hmm. the, the pinyin stuff. Um, but yeah, anyway, I think uh, it's nice to have, it's also nice to be forced to revisit very fundamental Mandarin because, you know, my pronunciation isn't great anymore. And it probably wasn't great either at the time because I was you know, 10. So (laughs) it probably wasn't awesome when I was 10. And so it's kind of nice to just really be forced to do that. But okay, one thing I am very curious about is you see that Duolingo now has a music learning section where you can learn music. Um, Yeah, I think that is... uh, I don't know. Like how to read music or... Yes, how to read music. Which is useful, but I, uh, I I know how to read music, so it's yeah. <laughs> I think I'd be I kind feel of like bored. there are probably um, better tools for learning how to read music than Duolingo. I but, would I would hope I would hope there are better tools. Well, yeah, but now that I think about it, it might actually be like decent, like the way Duolingo does it, because reading music, obviously, you read melodies, but it is pretty note by note. Um, and those are the main right. things you need to know. Um, like my main critique about Duolingo is that it is so rote memorization. So if you don't know this one particular way to say a direct translation, then they're going to say, no, you're wrong. Um, whereas if you can do the thing of talking around the point and getting your point across, but not having the direct word for word translation that they want, then they're going to mark you wrong. Um, yeah. And also sometimes if you're whipping through something, cause you're kind of fast at it and you like accidentally miss select something that is like wrong, you lose a heart. And I'm like, Oh no, no, no. Like, yeah. There's I- so few hearts and they take so long to reload. Although you Four can earn recharge. them back by practicing. Yeah. Like if you yeah. go and you... I also think I do appreciate that Duolingo has some features that I've adjusted for my Mandarin and Japanese learning. I forget what the the opinion equivalent for Japanese is called right now. I don't remember. Um, but Romanji? Yes, yes. But basically, I changed all my settings so that it does not give me the opinion uh, for words mm-hmm. that I have supposedly already learned. It only gives me pinyin for new words, which means I cannot rely on pinyin to figure out what's happening. Because relying on pinyin to figure out what's happening is exactly how I end up passing through, like, 40 levels without, yeah. you know... Because um, you're trying to learn the characters and learn uh, reading. Exactly. And I don't like the way they teach characters, but I also understand that if you have no experience with like because i think in elementary school i did have a formal lesson about like these are all of the you know brush strokes that you mm, that make they up don't characters. do it by like, radical right it's like this is these are what they're called this is the name of like each of them and this is the order they tend to go in when they go in something mm-hmm. go in a character um but yeah i think generally i'm having a positive experience so far the owl is ever present and Mm -hmm. i think it's helping me get more excited again although i will say because i grew up hearing chinese mandarin uh at a relatively normal speaking rate i get irritated 
even though I know I need this, I need mm-hmm. to say nice and slow, evenly, like, Ni hao, wo jiao. You know, whatever names they've given for them, like, mm-hmm. wo jiao, wang lao shi. It's like, okay, that's nice. Um, but because I grew up hearing it at like a normal rate, it feels so awkward and slow sometimes. And I know that I need that practice because I've it's been so long since I spoke it, but it it also makes I'm like I need this and I'm so impatient. Like I need it to be so slow, but I'm also sitting here like can you just speak faster? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Um Also I'm fully convinced that the AI they're using to detect how like pronunciation it, like they just want you to say something. Yeah. I can't get it to fail me until I start saying bl- like blatantly not the thing. Like if mm-hmm. if they want me to say, you know, like dog it doesn't track something. Does it I have not to say tones? like ruler? I have to be like say something totally random. Um, I don't know if it tracks tones. I don't know what they're using. I feel like that's I'm, pretty important yeah. in Mandarin to track tones. Well, it is, but then I also you know the the friend who was like we're fighting each other on Duolingo and we were doing mm-hmm. Duolingo together as in we were both sitting in the same room doing Duolingo next to each other. Yeah. Um, there was a time when they got, uh, they were able to skip way ahead with German and mm-hmm. they got a sentence in German and they were like, why don't you just say this just, you know, to see how the AI does. And I just said something absolutely incorrect pronouncing mm-hmm. this German sentence. And it's just the AI Duolingo was just like, Correct. Good job. So, I don't know. I don't know yeah. what they're using. I don't think that one's ever been the um, like way that they detect it has ever been good though, though because there's been like some controversy recently. I think about them switching to um, the like actual generating the exercises being more ai driven than human driven um mm-hmm. and i don't think that the um speaking were ever like particularly good as far as like tracking and understanding if you were saying things correctly um i remember sort of back in the day that those were sort of like freebie like obviously I'm going to pass this little section and I'm not going to lose a heart. So like, that's why I'm keeping the speaking on. Cause you know, it's a couple of places where I'm not at risk of losing a heart. Um, I don't think that you can lose a heart on a speaking exercise. Yeah. I don't think so. Did I think they just okay. say, we didn't hear that. Try again or something. Sort of a general question about your language learning journey that you're always on do you practice french anywhere now do you watch things in french to practice do you um i sometimes listen to the radio um i follow a french news site on instagram and i'll just give you like a few short paragraphs of the news every day so i'll i'll read that um some days some days i'm just like i don't feel like reading about the news right now um i do like pretty regularly get um uh videos in french on like instagram reels like i'll get 
I, I don't get them all the time, but I have a probably, I don't know, maybe like 25% to one third or so videos in French. Um, I have a couple of French books, but I honestly have not read them since I got them. Do you, um, um do you have a, like, do you have a high level of reading comprehension when it comes to French? Yeah, I mean, I've read novels, um, and everything, uh, for school, because I did, you know, 300 level French class, classes, um, and I think my reading comprehension and my listening comprehension, um, have both sort of retained a decent level. I think my speaking has not, because I haven't had, um, really any opportunity to practice speaking recently um i was actually just talking to my mom about this last night um because there's a group called the alliance francaise which is basically french language school um that's sort of affiliated with french government that's in a lot of cities and there's one here mm-hmm. and i was like looking up to see if they had any activities that i could go to and it's like okay all of them are either you have to pay or you have to be a member and you have to pay to be a member so all of them are like right. you have to pay um or they're or it's like their classes and again you have to pay for classes but it's like i don't really need classes on how to speak french because i already know how to speak french I just need sort of like a conversation group type of situation, but um You should have a all French episode. Mm, where we can only say things in French. I think I'll pass on that for now. Okay. If I'm in France uh, next year and I've been regularly practicing, you know, I'll consider it. But Okay. <laughs> um Yeah, I would just be over here like uh bonjour um <laughs> uh, uh mercy um uh, baguette <laughs> i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know any french um except for the lyrics say, to this one song say, i learned in elementary oui. school oui 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 you just no. you know not along yes yes Is no no in french yeah no so i just oui and no <laughs> Um, you could ask me a bunch of questions in French and I could just answer with yes and no and see, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what you'll have asked, but I'll give an answer. Um, I, I do find it interesting the way that speaking different languages, I feel like fall different. They feel like they're, they physically feel, um, like they're in different places in my mouth. Mm-hmm. And, like, the way that, which, you know, that makes sense, but um, especially with Mandarin, I've realized recently, like, for some reason I always, as a kid, and I guess now, the initial instinct with Mandarin is to speak in this sort of low place in the back of my throat, the way that mm-hmm. I speak in English a lot of the time. Um, And I, I like, fluctuate up and down, you know, but it's yeah. a lot easier to pronounce things in Chinese with the tones and everything if I speak in the front of my mouth. So like mm-hmm. the same sentence saying, um, I don't know. What should I say? What has Duolingo taught me? Duolingo taught me to say, um my house is in 
Canada. Okay. Maybe. Did Duolingo teach me that? Yes. It's not. My house is not in Canada, but Duolingo taught me to say my house is in Canada. Mm -hmm. And like if I said, uh, I don't actually know if that's correct for Canada. Um, but you know, it sounds, but if I, I say think, that, I like, that's what it is. In the front of my mouth, like, question mark, country, do I have to say that at the end? I don't know. Um, I don't but think then, you do for Canada. And then in the back, if I say like, question mark, question um, mark, I think it's a lot harder. I don't know why, but it is. Whereas when I speak in the front of my mouth with English, it, I feel annoying. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Does that happen well, to you as well? Um, I think a little bit, maybe to a lesser extent, because in the languages that I've, well, French, um, is a lot more similar to English than, um, than than Chinese is. Um, but when I was when I was in France, um, I think my host dad brought up like people will just like use their mouths differently and their mouths will look different depending on like what language they speak or something this is a really weird way of saying this but essentially he he was like i can tell that that person on the tv originally spoke uh like her first language was english because of the way she moves her mouth um like french mm. people just don't move their mouth as much as english speakers that's interesting. Um, and he was like, even though she has a perfect accent, like I can still tell that she was she uh, speaks English as her first language because of the way she moves her mouth. She's um, opens it more and speaks more like from the back of her throat. I think is what he said. Than somebody who speaks French who speaks more like in the mouth and doesn't move their mouth as much. I would like to correct very quickly that I did not pronounce Canada correctly, and it's going to okay. bother me if I don't say something. Canada is apparently Canada, and not first tone for the na there. Hmm. And then another word for Canada is apparently Jaguar. So I guess it's one or the other. Okay. Um, yeah, so the first one would be like taking the the English Canada and just transferring into Chinese sounds, and then right. the second one is... Is like um, the country, like the, yeah. <laughs> the Chinese version Name. with the yeah. yeah, the way that America is uh, Meigua, which literally means beautiful country, mm -hmm. in like a very literal character meaning yeah. way. Um, but in Arabic, I'm pretty sure that it's. Um, Mm, am I wrong? I think it's Emrika, which I guess makes sense. Because it sounds like the word America. Um, mm -hmm. What is it in French? Les Etats Unis. So, it's United long... States. Oh, okay. Yeah. The United States, but the states united. Um, do, you, yeah. uh, do you have a favorite word or phrase that Duolingo wants you to know? A favorite, a favorite only, recurring Duolingo phrase. I've only phrase. been on, on this for, you know, uh, five days again. Um, so 
I've had this Duolingo account for 10 years now. Do you want to guess my longest ever streak? 10 days. Close, 12 days. Um, (laughs) So you can tell that I'm like not very good at Duolingo um, because I get bored with it. But do you, so far in your Spanish, do you have a phrase that's like, this is always funny when they want me to say this? They, they're, uh, sometimes they, uh, think that a ball is, is very nice. They're like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, a mi me gusto muy bien esta pelota. I think also the, the it's very interesting how in the different languages, because again, I, on Duolingo, I feel like I've been in so many, like I've done so many different languages on there and not mm-hmm. really successfully learned any of them, but just sort of like jumped around out of curiosity and stuff. The words that they start with as like foundational words are always interesting because I did appreciate that at least with Mandarin, all of the in, like early words you learn are very much like hello and... Um, like, how are you? And then it moves on to stuff like, I'm from here. Where are you from? Like, how Mm -hmm. do you say your name? And then it goes on to what's your phone number? So it's actually like pretty useful. And I think part of the reason why they're starting in such a place like hello, and they're spending a lot of time on it is because for someone who's never done Chinese before, now you're suddenly learning characters. And that is a lot to do. You have to learn uh, single character words too right i feel like and same with same with the uh, like they do food and stuff they do like i eat rice but like they spend a long time saying i eat rice because you need to know how mm-hmm. to read i eat rice yeah um whereas i feel like with spanish and when i did that like a couple years ago and then i deleted the mm-hmm. course because i wasn't using it or um with uh um what else have i tried to do on duolingo yeah with Spanish, at least, I think they were wanted me and other languages that aren't Spanish, so like probably like Arabic, other ones. They want me to say things like house and boy and girl and yeah, apple. The boy they really, went they really like to the, the house. Apple. Yeah, stuff like that, and that's funny to me because at least in Chinese, those are not really the priorities. I guess that makes sense, yeah. but it's not. Yeah, they 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 kind. Of, I would be curious eventually, hopefully, if I ever master Chinese thanks to Duolingo or thanks to other experiences I have. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool to challenge myself to use Duolingo and take a course designed for Mandarin speakers, as in like learn German in Mandarin. Yeah, I'm actually that could be a doing that fun with exercise. French and Spanish right now. How um, how is that? Well, the interesting thing is I did the placement exam because I knew I would get bored. Um, right. <laughs> and I did the I did the placement exam for Spanish, um, English to Spanish. And it like glitched or something. So I ended up giving up and I got placed in like the second category. So finished all of category one and like a few through the second. I think it was called Explorer or something. Mm-hmm. Um. And in this in the Spanish for from English to Spanish, I think there's like ten levels. So um lots of levels. And then in the French one I took the test and I got to like the third section. Mm. Um 
Maybe there's because of the similarities because, between Spanish and yeah. French. Well, and I think the the um the test didn't glitch on that one, so I was able to progress further. Um But then uh I think there's only like six sections too for the Spanish to French. So I feel like it's very ahead. So I haven't even started doing the like normal lessons. I've just been going back and doing the games to sort of get that vocabulary that I missed. Right. By not going through. Um and it's always interesting when I uh get when I see a word and it's a cognate between French and Spanish, but I'm not like totally sure on what the French word actually means. And so I just mm-hmm. like click it, click the other one, you know. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, that's probably it. And, like, but, the definitions yeah. that are given are in French, and you're like, yeah, and I I'm like, okay. don't know what that one means. <laughs> I, I have had to look up a word on word reference before on that, but... Um, yeah. I think Duolingo can be very helpful if you truly apply yourself outside of it. Like, if you're mm-hmm. invested in actually speaking what you're seeing and writing what you're seeing... And seeking out other things. It can be a good... um, I feel like Duolingo can be a good daily reminder to at least spend like 10 minutes doing a thing. And then in theory, if you you then embrace other forms of teaching, if you go listen to podcasts and watch movies in the language, you immerse yourself through that, maybe you take a class, maybe you, you know, try out other apps, that kind of thing. You really make an investment into it. I think it can be a helpful tool as part of that investment. But I think a lot of the time when you do it and you just do it, it's it's kind of hard to feel like you're going anywhere because of the pace. Yeah. It can be a good reinforcement, but you need yeah. to have something else because you're not going to be able to speak with just having memorized these Duolingo sentences. Like, that's just not possible. Right. Um, I think you're also not going to be able to... like or The biggest really. thing that's missing on Duolingo is the ability to connect to another person and have a conversation with them however i would like to recommend a language learning app that i once did try to use called hello talk is that what it's called mm. yeah i think i've heard which of that. is a pretty fun app i don't know what it, i don't know if there's like problems with it i don't know i haven't been on there in a while but i used it a couple years ago and it was a really cool way that you basically just get connected to other people other users on the app who have similar language stuff oftentimes it's like the the, the problem with the language exchange apps is that a lot of language exchange apps that are free are you have to help each other out which isn't Mm -hmm. bad but you know you might have less time to work on your own thing it's like they're learning english and you're learning mandarin so they're helping you with mandarin and you have to help them with english like you have to be willing to sit there and, and also help them i think there are paid apps where you can have a language exchange that is mostly focused on you and, like, mm-hmm. mostly focused on you finding a native speaker to speak with. But I did I did like this app for it being, you know, free to download and use. And I did have some exchange with a Mandarin speaker from China. Um, and I don't really know what happened there. I, but for a while, I thought it was, like, a pretty cool tool to at least get me to say anything in Chinese when I hadn't said mm-hmm. anything in Chinese in, like you know 10 years or something like that Um, and i don't know the anonymity of like these are strangers for me makes it a lot easier as well because 
I don't know about you, but I'm the kind of person who gets kind of embarrassed when it comes to classrooms. It's like, oh, I have to say this mm. sentence. Like, ew, all my peers. Like, it's not that they make me feel unwelcome or not, like, safe to say things or something. It's just that it's embarrassing and awkward to try to do something in front of a bunch of people. Or I find it to be at times. I um, find uh, comfort in the fact that there's a lot of people all learning together rather than just, like, one-on-one. Yeah, I find comfort in that as well. And I actually had a very awesome Arabic class when I was um, in college and taking Arabic. We there were, it was a small it was a small class, and we all studied mm-hmm. together outside of class. But it's also difficult at the same time if um, other people aren't as invested as you are. And so, what, one thing that I noticed in um, like college level classes, because a lot of like level one especially because a lot of people were just in the class to fulfill their credit they weren't in the class out of any like desire to be in it other Mm -hmm. than i'd prefer this language to this other language you know so um yeah i i get i get what you're saying so we should wrap up but i do i am wondering if we should when we wrap up if we should do our sign off our final sign off in uh in our languages well here's the thing i learned um (laughs) i learned french without duolingo so i don't know the direct translation of so long (laughs) well but you know we can just say goodbye in our okay yeah i I can do that you can say goodbye two ways Uh, and i'm i'll keep that for you then i'll i'll yeah okay just, just you know, to like have some some fun. Also, I apologize. Mm-hmm. A fan just came on in my room, and you might maybe you could hear it, or maybe not. I don't know. Okay, thank you for listening to with jam and bread. That does not have a Mandarin name yet, but maybe it will someday. Mm-hmm. We independently produce our show, and if you want to support us, you can give us follow and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We would really appreciate it. Um, be sure to follow us on Instagram for any pod-related updates. Uh, all links are in the description. Oh, wait. Did I read the right thing? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. Et um, jusqu'à la prochaine fois. Au revoir. Whoa, that was so cool. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, ma Auf Wiedersehen. Wanan. <laughs> or wan-an. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>